Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode four of the Three Points Podcast. We are really excited to take a deep dive into match week two here from the Premier League and go around and give all of our takes. But before we get into that, boys, how are we doing today? How are we doing? Uh, we're doing better. Uh, tough soccer weekend for me. I'm sure we'll get into it today. I'm going to take my beating as I deserve, but uh, had a good weekend. You know, hit the, hit the links yesterday for the golf tournament, so much better to finish out the weekend. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll hear here in a second, but excited to get through the whole match week again. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about that golf tournament, though. We will finish up with that, but glad to hear. We will definitely let you know about Manchester United's performance here this weekend. Brady, big move for you, though. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, getting settled into our new house, and Spurs got three points this weekend against an overrated Man United team, so I'm doing, I'm doing really well. Yeah, I, I, I'm seeing the new setup, too, moving in, getting getting settled in a little bit. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is where I'll be from now on. There you go. That's a new studio for Brady Ellingson. I love it. I love it. Uh, cool. Well, we're going to jump in. Um, as always, we're going to start with our three points from the weekend. Um, Brady, you want to you wanna start us off? Yeah, so I didn't get a chance to watch a t- uh, to watch many games this weekend because I had to move. But I did notice that over half of the games this weekend had a red card in them. Five out of the nine game matches this weekend had a red card, which is pretty crazy in my opinion. That is pretty wild. I did not know that until you mentioned it, but now that you mention it, like yeah, over half those games had a red card. Yeah, which is absurd. Yeah, I don't know if they were straight reds or two yellows, but could be just kind of along the lines of the new rules this year of refs just giving out more yellows for time wasting and all that kind of stuff that we spoke on last week yeah i think there were a couple yellows i know there was one straight red card to alexi mcallister i am 100 percent certain that happened um which was awful but yeah no i to go off that my point from the weekend is um i know we praised referees for last week but um I think they took a step back this week, unfortunately. I mean, I know like five of the nine, five out of nine games of the red card, a couple of them undeserved. I saw like Tommy Yasu got one today, which was a little harsh. Uh, VAR didn't step in in the Liverpool game. Liverpool also got a penalty pretty easily. So on the whole, I just felt like it was a pretty um, couple steps back for, for refereeing in the Premier League this weekend, unfortunately. Yeah. Right when I was giving uh, all the refs their flowers last week, uh, they decided to go and do this to me. But uh, no, I, I agree completely. And then uh, my point for the week is Brighton. I uh, I know we'll get into it a little bit later, but they just restock and replenish every year. They make huge profits on all these guys they get, and they're really good. I really like this coach, and they just they continue to win. They're top of the table right now, but I'd have to say Brighton is legit again. They should finish top top of the table and hopefully contend for Europe. They're a fun team to watch. A lot of goals. And then uh, one other quick shout-out is Pulisic. Freed from Chelsea scored in his first Serie A game today. Good for him. Uh, shout-out to you say Captain El- Captain America. Um, good for him. I'm excited to watch him this year. Uh, hopefully plays a lot, too. So that's good. I'm so glad he's out of that dumpster fire of Chelsea Football Club, which we'll get into. But, um, yeah, thrilled for him. And we can talk about Brighton here in a bit. But uh, first, we're going we're gonna to start off here with uh, we're going to cover Manu versus Spurs. I know there's a lot of a lot of shit talking going on in the last episode between you two. So I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you guys. You guys kind of walk me through here. Um, your thoughts, your feelings here after a big Spurs 2 nothing win over Manu at home. What, what What's that? I got I got to go. I, I can't. All right. <laughs> uh, you can that's, always, go first. that's what we wrote for Charlie Rose. <laughs> you, you can go first, Brady. Okay, so... I hand up. I was not able to watch the full game, 
I was kind of following along through text with you guys and also occasionally Twitter. But after watching the highlights, I mean, I, I was really impressed. Uh, Spurs won 2 0, keeping a clean sheet at home, home opener against a, a top eight team like Man United is pretty impressive. Top eight. <laughs> yeah, they'll be top eight team. Um, so, yeah, I honestly watched the highlights. I thought Man U like, probably could have scored once at least. Um, they had some kind of some free headers, I thought, and Vicario played a really good game. He heard Ciro's talking shit about him last week and decided to ball out. Um, it looked like our attack was more fluid. Um, had a couple new guys, uh, a couple of new changes to the starting 11 from the first week. Uh, Sar replaced Skip, and then Poro replaced Royale. Sar had a goal. Um, he, he was really well, really good. He got some good shots off in the box and was kind of all over the place. And then Poro had a shot off the crossbar. He just spurs. I mean, it kind of looked like a crowd, same energy as they started off the season two years ago when they won 1-0 against Man City. You know, really just the crowd got behind them and they weren't going to let Spurs lose. Yeah, um, you know, I have, I have a lot of thoughts. It was I watched the full game, um, unfortunately, laying on the couch. Very frustrating. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to dig right into it. I thought, man, you couldn't be worse than their week one ugly win. Um, I was wrong. They were flat and kind of unenthused again, which was shocking. And then they played, obviously, a way better team in Spurs than Wolves. So that's you're going to lose that game almost every time. Uh, I thought Man U controlled the first 25, maybe 30 minutes. And then the whole last hour was all Spurs. Um, the midfield was bad again. I, I'm really worried. Like, Mason Mount has barely gotten any touches. This, like, Who? first two weeks, Mason Mount, like, Who? yeah, you. It, <laughs> okay. I didn't, I, he, sorry, not to cut I literally I watched that game and for the first 75 minutes. I didn't even know he was out there. I had, he had no impact at all. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't know how it's gonna work. They they had all summer to try to figure this out and gel, but midfield's not gelling um, right now, which kind of sucks. Uh, Rashford again ineffective up the middle, knocking a lot of touches, and then the freaking frosted tip bros on on the wing <laughs> just create zero chances when they have the ball. Um, so that's good. I I don't get it. Like, why did we sell a long guy? I think he's way better than Garnacho. Like that's yeah. insane. Um, Anthony didn't really show anything. I will say a couple good things. Um, Juan Basaka locked down. I thought he locked down Sun pretty well. Um, honestly, the whole front line, like I know Spurs midfield completely outclassed Man U's midfield, but I think we kind of shut down that Spurs front line. I think the only thing I can really hang my hat on this week is no shit Richarlison didn't score. Um, I should have put August Rent on that, not a not a Spurs jersey, because that guy, another league game, another no goal for him. Um, he was he was out there for 70, what, 75 minutes, and he was, yeah. he was unaffected, didn't touch the ball at all, kind of a waste. Um, so that's one thing I can hang my hat on again. Like, I think the one thing, last thing I'll say here is, slow your roll, Brady. I think this was more of a man you aren't good than uh, Spurs are contending top of the top mm. three, top four te- game right there. I think it's more of a, holy shit, man, who's not who's good. Who said that before, that Manu isn't good? Uh, you do every year. I'm, let's just say that <laughs> we, we started worse last year and we finished top three. So I'm not totally dead set on them yet, but I think this is more of like a, wow, man, you need to get their shit together. Then a Spurs are going to go for the top of the table. So let's – Sure. You, you, you deserve that, of- but uh, – the front, front three for Spurs is not great. 
The front three of Garnacho, Anthony, and Marcus Rashford is the most underwhelming front three. Like that, that's just not a top four front three to me. And with Mason Mount in the midfield, I mean, he just like wait, he was so bad last year. And then you guys signed him for sixty million. And is it is it him? Is it was it Chelsea? You know, who knows? I mean, yeah, I think, and I think you both bring up like some good points here. I kind of want to dive into the Spurs piece of this first. So on the Spurs side, Brady, like how much optimism are you feeling based off of this? Like, cause it, it's, it feels like a, you know, when you're taking everything to perspective of like Harry Kane's gone from the club, it's a new manager. It's a lot of new faces. Like it's, this seems like a pretty important win, even if it is just match week two. Yeah. I mean, the last time we, we beat Man U was when we beat them seven, one at Old Trafford over COVID. So, I mean, they've gotten the best out of us the last two years, I believe. So definitely a step in the right direction. And it's, it's very encouraging because Spurs are so young. I mean, yeah, Harry Kane yeah. is gone, but we haven't spent the money yet. We just kind of did like a youthful rebuild, restart. Um, I'm just really hope that James Madison is okay. He was spotted in crutches after the match on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, he's kind of like the glue to Spurs so far this year besides Basuma. So I just hope – I'm confident that if Madison and Basuma are healthy, Spurs are going to win – you're going to have the advantage in the midfield 19 out of or 18 out of 19 games. Yeah, they, and I think that was probably my biggest takeaway was like the Spurs midfield dominated that game. Like they had so much more energy, so much more like decisiveness. And I'm so used to seeing Spurs be kind of like that counterattacking football and to see mm-hmm. like this new manager come in and really like they're on the ball. They're having a lot of possession. They were very fluid. I know the front three didn't do necessarily like a ton, but they were at least like connecting passes. And I feel like the whole second half, they were just living in the man U half, you know, in that, in that second, that, you know, attacking side. So um, I was not expecting that necessarily. Um, I was kind of with you, Charlie, like on the man U side, I was expecting them to kind of bounce back a little bit, but it appears they were even more flat. Like how, how concerned are you based on that? Uh, extremely concerned. I, it's, it's tough where it's like, that's a, a top six, game at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and you just don't show up it's more it's one thing if they were missing like really good chances and they were controlling and got unlucky they just they were flat and didn't really show up um I also think 0 for 2 Lissandro Martinez um he deflected it I'm not not saying that wouldn't score but he deflected it right to Star for his first goal and then own gold the second one so um unless he had Spurs money line brutal day at the office for him again but uh yeah no it, it's it's tough I mean you, you got to show up for the big games. That's two two games in a row to start the year where they they just looked bad, and it was mostly just effort. And like that wasn't even like skill; it was just not a lot of lack of effort for me. So that was frustrating part, and it's just going to get harder and harder from there. So I don't know. It's it's I'm scared. That's all I got to say. That okay. If I'm Eric Tenhog, I am ma- making a mandate that no more frauds of tips. Make a change in the lineup. Are just having nightmares. <laughs> Good, yeah, brutal. Well, it's a terrible Charlie- look. And you brought this up last year because they started, they didn't start great last year. Like they had the whole Ronaldo saga. They got thrashed at Brentford. And then like Ten Hag kind of came through and really like provide a lot of leadership. Like they had that whatever, however long they ran like five miles and like Ten Hag ran with them too. And like, are you expecting a big going into this next weekend? Are you expecting, expecting a bunch of changes or like, what do you think is going to kind of happen going forward? Um, I hope so. It's kind of concerning. I don't know if you guys saw the, Bruno Fernando's clips, he was kind of whining, shocking, kind of whining this week. No. Like, 
oh, like the Wolves like got an apology from the refs because of the penalty, and then Man U didn't get mm-hmm. one against Spurs, so he's like, we want an apology too. How about you freaking worry about your own locker room, dude? Come on, like you need to get the boys going and actually like put in a full ninety and show some effort. Uh, I didn't love that, so I, I hope I would. I I don't know if I'll be able to watch this weekend, but I just hope he makes make four or five changes. Just make a point. Um, do yeah. something different because the first two weeks was bad. What changes would you like to see? Uh, Lissandro to the bench, uh, a new winger, give Sancho a run out there. Maybe throw Martial up top and let Rashford go to his starting position because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's Martial is going to give better chances, I think, than Garnacho, who gets thrown on the ground every two seconds. Um, I think, honestly, maybe give the mid one more chance just because it's too much money. They have to give him one more shot, but move the front three a little bit and maybe make a change in the back middle. I think Wabasaka, though, has been so good to start the year, though. So, I don't know. Hopefully yeah, some like changes. Them. We'll see. If you guys can't can't look good against Forrest at home this week, there's well, a hey, real man, for Forrest, concern. like, they got Awanyi. Like, they have some dangerous guys. They have some ballers. Yeah. They have some guys sick. who are hooping. So, I know that's, I mean, that's a game, man, you should win. But, like, I mean, they played Arsenal tough and then, you know, beat, took care of Sheffield United here this, this week. So, that's not necessarily an easy game, you know, for you guys, you know, next week either. So, but congrats, Brady. Well deserved on the win. Richarlison um, still sucks, though. Yeah. <laughs> Hit my well, underdog no, of the week. Yeah, there you go. No, no DH gate purchases for Charlie this week, fortunately. So we'll, we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to tag that one for for the next matchup. But um, also, we might just need to start a tally, like uh, until like Richarlison scores, like just see like how long it takes. We'll we'll workshop that. We'll figure that part out. Um, Moving on here, um, just shortly here, Liverpool versus Bournemouth. Um, my Reds got three points this weekend, which was excellent. Um, I was very, very concerned at first. Gave up a goal in the first minute, had it chalked off to VAR, and then gave up another goal. So they were down one nothing here in the first, I think it was the first like four or five minutes, um, and deservedly so. So just super sloppy at the back, which was disappointing. The first 20 minutes as a whole was pretty disappointing. Um, that's some magic from Luis Diaz, which was excellent. Um, Salah had a penalty. Sobolsai went down pretty easily. Um, there was some controversy on how easy, if that was really should have been a penalty. It was in the box. It was, it was close. <laughs> so, um, but Salah had his penalty saved actually, and then put it away. So something to kind of keep in mind there. He's missed a few penalties recently, which makes me a little nervous. I used to like when he would step step up to the penalty spot. I used to just be like, oh. That's that's in, and now there's like a little bit of trepidation now, which I'm not super um, thrilled about. But um, that, and then the other main talking point um, was McAllister getting a red card, which was super harsh. Did you guys get a chance to see that that play at all, or that replay highlight? Yeah, that was in a red. I don't think um, kind of a bad call, but yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, so we felt hard done there. Um, yeah, so we played the last. 20 or so minutes, 20, 30 minutes with um, 10 men and ended up getting a goal from Jada. Um, my big, so one, three, one against Bournemouth at home as expected as we should, but the first 25 minutes still was really rusty. Um, biggest takeaway from that game. So side looked great. Like he was really um, creating from midfield, having a little bit of injection of pace, finding good passes, just so, 
what was lacking last year from the midfield in Liverpool. Like he was really supplying. And um, so I'm really, really thrilled about that. Diaz, two goals and two off to a hot start. Um, but yeah, and overall, he's looked really good. He's looked, he has looked really solid. So um, excited about that. We are appealing the red card decision. Otherwise McAllister is going to be out um, for Newcastle, but also a debutante for my guy, Waturo Endo. Um, signed him for who? 18. Exactly. Exactly. So 30, 30 year old fellow from the Bundesliga, um, making his way here to, um, Liverpool. So it seems like he's going to be our six, like our defensive mid this season by all accounts. So, um, I had not heard of him until the reports came out, but by all accounts, he's good leader and obviously he's a little bit older. So it doesn't seem like this is a play for the future. This is a win now type of move, but, um, yeah, I haven't really had a chance to see him much. He did pretty well in his debut, but he came on when we were down to 10 men. So I'm a little bit different there. So yeah, I'm not sure if I, he's going to like start at Newcastle, though. That seems like a rough first introduction to the Premier League, but I guess we'll see. I, uh, I'll go quick here, too. I'm, besides being extremely soft on his dive, I was going to say the same thing. Sobelsai was super strong on the ball elsewhere. So maybe he's just smart like that. But, uh, he looks great so far, two weeks. Diaz looks great so far, two weeks. I think, like you said, like the, this Endo guy, not a long-term fix. I think that was them just crossing names off the list, and it's just like, all right, next guy up. This is their – like he's fourth on the list. But I, I trust Jurgen. I trust the scouting guy. I'm sure he'll be solid for a year or two and until you figure out a long-term play there. But, yeah, like you said, going into St. James Park as a starter, at like a defensive mid, like that's going to be tough for him. I know he – Bundesliga or not, like that's a, that's a tough place to play your first start. So, be interesting to see if he can step up. Um, but yeah, I think that'll that'll be a good game. We'll talk about that later. But that'll be a great game this weekend. Liverpool expected win. Like that was just they they cleaned it up at the end. But yeah, um, not their best. But on three points and under the next. So, Bear, if McAllister is still suspended for Newcastle, what do you want your midfield to be? It's probably going to be. I would think Endo's probably just going to slide into McAllister's spot. It's probably going to be like, because Gakpo's been playing the 10 role, essentially. So it'd be Gakpo, Sobotsai, and um, and Endo. The only thing is they are expecting Curtis Jones back from injury this week. So I'm not sure if he's going to get... <laughs> hey, 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 you, you just watch, man. I'm excited about him this year if he can stay healthy. But um, yeah, I'm not sure if he's going to get a chance to start or play much. Um, you know, if he's back from injury, get a chance to do that. So... Um, I can see him sliding in, but otherwise I just expect Endo to slide into that um, sixth spot and then um, go from there. But yeah, it should be a good one at, at St. James's Park. But three points, I'll take it. So um, moving things along here. Uh, other game I want to discuss, uh, Chelsea-West Ham. West Ham beat Chelsea 3-1, to one, which I think everybody on this podcast is thrilled about. Um, really just kind of like, Interesting game. Like Chelsea had a ton of chances, had a penalty saved. Um, I the thing I just wrote down is it seemed like West Ham. It seems kind of like cheesy, but like they just had like a lot more heart and desire. Like, and the, the thing with Chelsea, like, is always like you can't, you're not gonna be able to buy certain things. Do you guys kind of feel that way too? Like after watching that game? Absolutely. I uh, I think I mean I'm not gonna sh- knock anyone. Right, it's only two weeks in, but seems like they just keep buying attacking mids and strikers to replace like Hobbert and all these guys who couldn't finish before. And now these other guys can't finish. Um, it was a nice goal by, I forgot who scored that in Chukwumene or whatever. Um, 
Chukwuma. He was really nice. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think it was kind of interesting. I watched the end of that game and it was, I know they went down to 10 men and they still kind of outclassed Chelsea, which is insane with the guy down, um, which I guess just shows you just again, like that heart you were talking about. Antonio had a sick goal. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was kind of, and it was a little maybe silver lining for you, Bear, with uh, Caicedo giving up a pen in the box, kind of a F you to him. <laughs> but uh, again, Chelsea lost. So I'm good with that. So I don't know what you, if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, like, I mean, seeing Caicedo come on after he left us for Chelsea, had a really bad giveaway, it should have been a goal, and then conceded a penalty. Um, no tears from me at all. Um, but, yeah, I just think in general, like, I mean, you talk about Antonio's goal, like, I mean, he's a guy who always plays so hard, but, like, he just bullied DCC and then, yeah, scored a goal there, and then they ended up getting the penalty. Um, the only other thing I'd add, too, um, Lucas Pacata is in the running for my Mount Rushmore of shithousers in the league. He had a very <laughs> strong showing um, this weekend of just, like, causing trouble. He was flopping a little bit, and then some Chelsea guys, like, whatever. You guys know how that goes when they, like, kind of, like, surround him and they try to help him up, and then he falls down even more. Just, it's very Richarlison-esque, Brady, if you will. It's a Brazilian in him. It is, man. I think that might be He's- it. He's a shithouser on the field and off the field. <laughs> That's how he goes. That's how he rolls. Um, but yeah, Chelsea lose. Um, I'm good with that. I think um, it's going to be interesting seeing, you know, obviously their next few weeks here if they can pull it together. But um, other game of note, uh, Newcastle versus City. Wait, Newcastle wait, lost. Wait, hold on, Bear. What's up? I saw something today. I needed another fun staff for the pod. Chelsea haven't been the top half of the table since the Queen was alive. <laughs> she's, been dead. she's been dead for months. <laughs> I also have a fun stat about Chelsea. Oh, I love it. Let it roll. All right. Enzo Fernandez, would you guys rate him as top midfielder, top five midfielder in the Prem? Yeah, top tier. Yeah. All right. So since he's been signed with Chelsea, he's played 21 matches in the Premier League. How many wins does he have? I saw some stat that like Four? Chelsea have won five of their last thirty-one league games or something. So I'm gonna guess he's won like two, three, three. Oh my god! You want to hear what those who they beat? Yeah, Burnmouth, Leicester, and Leeds. Oh my god! <laughs> Two Dude. relegated teams and a team that barely stayed up. Yeah. Insane. That, Insane, right? I saw that on Twitter. I had to like double check it because I was like, that can't be right. But I, I looked at Chelsea's fixtures last year and <laughs> I didn't realize they were that bad at the, like, at the end of the season. They just mailed it in. Yeah. I know towards the end it got really rough, but like, yeah, 3 and 21. For a Chelsea side, it's been that much money. Like, they, I mean, they're going to have to figure it out at some point, I guess. But it just seems like all like so much. And I had a chance to watch them. They actually played like some decent football. Sterling looked good, but like Mudra can't finish at all. None of those guys that could guy finish. Sucks. He, dude, he looks bad. Like, we're haircut in the lead. Yeah. He had such a good debut against Liverpool off the bench. And then I feel like ever since that, it's just been like. Whatever. Dude, he came on. I was so scared of him with his pace. Like, I thought he was going light, to light up the league. And he just, like, I mean, he's still quick, but he can't, like, finish anything. He's got a horrible touch. 
I don't know if he's ever going to figure it out. That already looks like a flop. Um, but yeah, any other any other Chelsea talking points? Anything else we want to contribute here? Did you guys you guys good? Those are some fun stats. Hopefully, we can keep them going next week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So quickly here, Newcastle versus City. Um. Newcastle lost one nothing. Pretty nice goal from Julian Alvarez. Um. To put City up top, one nothing. Just held on to the lead. Um. I'd say like a big win for City. I thought Newcastle played pretty well though. Like on the whole, I thought they were just still attacking, still trying to make plays, and um, couldn't end up scoring. But uh, the City defense looks looks really solid. So even though I know they they had a few guys out, but um, but yeah, one nil, one nil City. I think I might bet a clean sheet for City every week. I think I'd turn a profit. <laughs> yeah, I might get Ederson for my um, fantasy Premier League, um, just because they like that. Defense and I mean they have the ball a ton too, so that always helps too. But yeah, um, but yeah I mean like Newcastle, I mean they looked great last week, looked okay, like solid this week, but didn't really weren't really able to get a whole lot going. Charlie Rose, what do you think? Yeah, um, we were kind of looking forward to this game. I wouldn't say it was a snooze fest, but besides the nice goal from Alvarez, not too much going on. Um, City just dominated on the ball. Newcastle had a couple chances, but like you said, just. Being able to slot Guardiola in on, like, at left back or center back, like, as you lose guys is just ridiculous. I mean, and that just shows, like, we were all, like, holy crap, like, Newcastle last week, like, best team in the league, like, they're going to whatever. And then it's just like, okay, Man Man City, sorry, they controlled the game for 90 minutes for the most part. Like, it's it's City. Like, it wasn't pretty, but they beat one of the top four or five teams in the league, uh, did what they needed to do, and then they, they go to the next game. So, City's still City. I still think that's not a bad loss. Obviously, losing to City is never a bad loss. No. But Newcastle will bounce back. Um, kind of sucks that they get Liverpool at home this week for for you, Bear. But, uh, yeah, they're they're still a really good team. Yeah, no, I, I think the Newcastle stock is still, still pretty high. Um, it was an uncharacteristic night game for a Premier League game. It was a 2 o'clock start, which, I mean, 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. our time, which was 8 p.m. over there. So I, I thought that was kind of fun, but I'm not sure, like, if that, that played a role in, you know, Newcastle maybe being a little bit flat, but um, it was kind of cool seeing a Premier League night game, which is um, can be a little unusual this time of year. So, um, but yeah, that's about it there. Um, so City are on six points. Uh, another team that's on six points, two wins out of two is Arsenal. Um, not overly impressive. Brady, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, going into the season, I had, I, I mean, I had a, high expectations for Arsenal and they we can sit here and they have six points but it's been an unconvincing two matches for them um there's something to be said to get three points from a match you don't play well but I don't know I know they got some new guys coming in and trying to integrate them but I feel like they haven't been as dominant as they were at some points last season still got a lot of games to go but I don't know I feel like Palace could have easily gotten a result out of this today and Forrest beat them unexpected goals last week at home there it is. There it is. Brady, it took you 27 minutes to mention expected goals. <laughs> that, that is so uncharacteristic of you. What, you need a little sound thing when I first say it every episode. Okay, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a note of that. <laughs> I uh, I got to say a couple things. First first bullet on that, Arsenal's jerseys, puke. Disgusting. Um, don't like those. But I also think like this game, it was a could have been goals from Palace, could have been more goals from Arsenal. I know it was 1-0, but Nketiah had some good opportunities. I think Palace, as they had a pen he should have gotten that didn't get 
taken. I know we talked about earlier with the refs, like he he should have been awarded that penalty. So it could have been more than one to zero, but this is just one of those things where like if Arsenal want to win the, the league or finish top two, three, like this, it, it's going to be ugly like this some weeks and you need to get the win and who cares how it happens and they, and they go. But yeah, I'm not, I haven't been super impressed from Arsenal yet. Um, but again, the win to win and again, going next week. Yeah, and they, I mean, they've having a pretty favorable start here with their first two games. They play Fulham this week. Um, you know, so in Nottingham Forest, Palace, Fulham, like pretty favorable start to the season. But yeah, I haven't been overly impressed with them. I mean, obviously they win a couple games. You know, you get three points from each game. That's, you know, always positive. But stylistically, I haven't seen them really mesh as well. But um, credit them, I guess, for getting six points, but a team that does have six points and has looked pretty, pretty well stylistically is Brighton. Uh, Charlie, I know you mentioned this a little bit earlier in the episode, but man, take it away. Talk to us about uh, the Seagulls and their start to the season. I mean, they're the, the way they do business is incredible. Um, they just keep, they keep finding, I know there's all these memes floating around the internet, but they keep finding these guys in South America or Africa or whatever and sign up for low fees and turn in world rec- world record profits. It's insane. Um, they're really good. They're really fun to watch. Uh, this coach Deserby is really fun. He plays good football. Um, Matoma's goal was sweet. He just ran that was so about sick. Like six guys, uh, super fast. But I'm just like, it's it's interesting to see where like they they keep obviously losing like Caicedo and McAllister, and then they just slot other guys in. They're getting good pro- productivity from like old dudes like Lalana and even your boy James Milner came in. But I got a couple couple players I mean to watch. Like I think Estupinian is going to get a huge fee in a year or two. Um, shout out my boy Ferguson up top, Irish international. Um, oh, that's your boy goes... now. He's an Irish international, <laughs> so he's your boy. <laughs> I mean, I I get to claim the entire Irish national team. I thought that's what we got here. But I think he goes to a big club. He he he's kind of like he just puts the ball in the back of the box. He plays twenty thirty minutes, scores a lot of goals. Uh, but they're fun. They play fun football. And, and I mean, they just keep, like, like I said earlier, they just keep bringing in new guys and they don't fall off and they don't have obviously as much of the budget, these bigger clubs, but it'll be fun to see them. Uh, I think, are they in the conference league or the um, Europa league this year? They play European football. So, I mean, that's going to be fun. We'll see if they can hold it up with uh, some Europe games this year, but they're fun, man. Damn two matches in. They're really fun. Can I push back on this a little? Sure. Um, I the, my only pushback is like I mean they beat so far it's Luton at home and Wolves so I mean I have both those teams going down this year um, so like that's my only pushback is just like I mean they've done it against pretty poor competition but at the same token like they've looked really good doing it I guess so I'm excited to see them play a little bit better like um, like competition here but on the whole like yeah. I'd, playing well but like they i feel like they should be beating those teams i guess brady do you agree disagree yeah yeah you guys both bring up really good points i'd be interested to see how the defense holds up against like arsenal liverpool newcastle city spurs just i mean luton and wolves probably one of the two worst offenses in the in the prem but i mean brighton's offense is kind of unstoppable too you know they're going to score against anyone um just got so much talent and just the way they play i mean my tome is unreal I'd do anything to have that guy at Spurs. Yeah, I think I was just saying that too with like, man, you one goal, like very unconvincing against Wolves and they just threw out four, like kind of with ease. So I, that's just my comparison. But again, you're right. Like, let's see if they can back it up in the next couple weeks when they play some bigger teams. 
Yeah. I mean, I think this upcoming week they got looks like West Ham, but then after that they play Newcastle and Man U, so should know um, a bit more than. But yeah, no. On the whole, though, I think they've looked fantastic this so far this whole season, and are they are top of the league, highest goal differential. So that's that's not for nothing after a couple of weeks here. Um, but yet, kind of looking back here on match week two, wanted to take a chance to review our bets and. Ladies and gentlemen, we might be sharps. I we <laughs> had a hot week. The boys um, are hot. Podcast. Um, for each of our best bets, we all hit. Um, Brady had Brighton money line minus one twenty five. C Rose Forest money line minus one ten. I took Villa money line minus one fifty five. All three of those hit. Um, all of our favorites hit as well. Our favorite totals. Excuse excuse me. So. Um, Brighton Wolves over, Man U Spurs under, and then Liverpool over. And folks, we are six and zero on favorites or on, on totals this year. Six and zero, good job, fellas. Um, but yeah, I think on the whole, guys did pretty good job. What do you think? Tail us, you got to tail us now before we uh, <laughs> before we fall off. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think it's. Uh, let's see if we can continue going for more than two weeks. But yeah, the boys are hot. Keep it rolling, boys. Yes. Yeah. A special shout out to you, Brady. You had your best bet hit, your favorite total hit, your underdog of Spurs plus 180 hit, your parlay, your plus 453 parlay of Villa money line, Forest money line, and Brighton money line hit. The only thing they didn't hit was your anytime goal scorer, which was Richarlison. So outside of that, you would have had a perfect week, man. Yeah. Richarlison let me down, but hey, shock. As long as Spurs get three points, I'll take it. Yeah. As Charlie Rose says, I take it. Mm-hmm. They they need to give him a pen. Just, uh, actually, no. I just want to see how long he can go without a goal. I think it's funny at this point. Right, Brady, so see your Spurs, penalty takers? You know, that's a good question. I Spurs haven't had a penalty since uh, Harry Kane left. I would assume it's Son or Madison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be interested to see that. So if Spurs' next three games are Burnmouth, and then we play Fulham in the FA Cup, and then Burnley and Sheffield United. If Richarlison does not score a goal in those four games, I'll take back everything I said about him. And Spurs Ooh. should sell him. How does he so keep getting got, and score against those teams? How do you get called up to the Brazilian national team if you just don't score at the strike? <laughs> He's better than Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> yeah, true. Um. All right. So yeah, and we'll get to our bets here later um, in the pod. But now it's time to turn to switch gears here. Turn it over to Charlie Rose, the championship with Charlie C Rose. What did we get a chance to see from uh, the championship here this past week? Yeah, uh, another busy weekend. I will start uh, bad and then go to good. And unfortunately, this week uh, with the bad, that's Leeds again. Um, They drew uh, this week, so they have two points from three and nineteenth place. Um, not a good start for the boys. Um, pretty sad that three three months ago we were in the Premier League, and this week our substitution included two goalies on the bench and two open slots that we could not fill on the bench. Uh, only had about six guys on the bench this week. So that just shows you the state where they're at and who wants to play for them. Uh, Harrison out the door, um, which was weird because he had an injury and then they're showing videos at Everton of him, like, running up and down the field, like, doing his physical. So maybe he was just faking an injury to get out the door. That kind of sucked. Um, Sinistera and Nanto still not practicing with the team. We got a fee from somebody. It sucks that it was Tyler Adams. Hey, 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 get up. We got a fee. <laughs> we got a fee. Because, <laughs> clap it up, clap uh, it up. 
Tyler Adams is a dog and he, he, he fights hard, uh, but we got 20 mil for him. So please, for the love of God, go and spend it before the window is over. Um, but yeah, it, they need more bodies. They didn't look great this week again. Uh, they, they tied 1-1. Ailing at a header goal to make up for his atrocious defending every week. Um, but yeah, so they need to they need to pick it up here. They're bottom of the table and um, it's tough. So Leeds, another week, not so good. Um, but on to the rest of the championship. Southampton, like I said last week, they're replacing Leeds. They're going to be in the top three league, maybe fighting for automatic promotion. Uh, they got a dub. Uh, che Adams has three goals in three games. Uh, Leicester, another convincing two-to-one dub. Uh, they had a Chelsea loney. Shout out to Chelsea. Uh, some guys scored the 92nd minute to get them the win. Uh, Middlesbrough, who everyone thought was going to go up, drew. So they have one point from three, and they also sold their star striker, um, Chuba Akpum. 28 league goals last year to Ajax, so I don't know if they're mailing it in already, but uh, gave away their goal score, which kind of sucks for them. Shout out uh, my Black Cats of Sunderland. Job Bellingham scored a brace the same day his brother Jude did for uh, Real Madrid, which is freaking sweet. Um, shout out That's to Bellingham awesome. family. Uh, USA, Josh Sargent scored in two games in a row and their win for Norwich. And boys, and I'm in love with the shape of you. Ed Sheeran's boys, Ipswich Town, three for three. <laughs> Top of the table. Um, and they have a weak, weak Leeds team this weekend, um, which will be oh, – if, 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 Le- if Leeds play how they've played so far this year, if Switch Town will roll on again. But I don't know, man. Straight up from League One, top of the table. Uh, Ed's got the boys working hard over there. I love it. The Ed heads, top of the table. That's the championship. That's crazy. Uh, a team that was playing in League One three months ago versus a team that was in the Premier League three months ago and the team in League One will be favored. Favored, hundred percent. Even if it's at Allen Road, favored. Crazy, um, yeah. Another another crazy week, um, and we move on to next. So, Charlie, you are renowned Leeds fans. Well, you know, noted on this podcast. Last week, we asked you, um, you know, where are you at with the panic button? And you said you were, you knew where it was. Um, has that changed at all? Like, have, are you, is it, is it on your desk now? Are you, is your uh, hand hovering over it? Where are you at? Yeah, I took it out of the drawer. Um, I saw it when I took it out. It's sitting on the counter now, but uh, it's it's scary. It's like I, I get like you like we just said, like just straight from the Premier League three months ago. Um, and then the, the Farky keeps giving these interviews. He's like, "We gotta be strategic. We gotta, dude. You need bodies. You can't even fill out a full bench. You need people who want to play for you. Can they not bring up a U twenty one or sign someone from League One who's really good or like in the Championship and really good, like." Get a loney from a Premier League team that wants to get minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's insane yeah. how they can't field a full team. And he's like, "We have to. We're not going to go sign someone to sign someone." And, and I know we haven't gotten a lot of fees, but you just got twenty million dollars this week. Go get, go get somebody. Go get two people. Um, and then, I mean, I don't know. They need if they don't do anything before the window is over, the panic button will be smashed. Um, but I'm, I'm going to give them till the window, so I give them like one or two more weeks. But uh, I am getting a little scared here. Man, tell us 49ers ownership group to step in. Step up, man. Throw me a bone, <laughs> George Kittle. Give me, give me a cool couple mil. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Charlie, thank you for that overview of the championship. We will be following Leeds and apparently Ipswich Town, the Edheads, um, the rest of the this season. And, you know, hopefully they continue in that vein. Um, wanted to just do a quick recap of the PL table um, here after two weeks. We mentioned. Um, you know, Brighton being in first place here along with 
uh, Man U or sorry, Man City and Arsenal. Only three teams with six points. Um, towards the end of the table, we got Wolves, Everton, uh, teams in that nature. But did anything stand out to you guys? You know, kind of like Premier League um, table here after the first couple of weeks. Anything of note? Uh yeah, Everton. I mean, on the yeah. preview pad, on their preview pad, I thought they'd be like a solid mid-table team. I like some of the signings they did in the off-season and full full off-season with, with Sean Deitch. Um, but that was not the case. I mean, they got just absolutely embarrassed at Villa and losing to Fulham in the first opening game of the season at home. Like, this is like a... It's not a losing Leafs Town match against Wolves because their their manager was already sacked. Shut up, there. It's a it's a gross game. Gross. I, I yeah. I, those are yeah. two desperate teams. Two I had that teams. written down here as like that's almost like not like a relegation match, but like I know it's only week three, but like that already feels like a really important game, like Wolves versus Everton, like where both of those clubs are at right now. You know, someone's getting Definitely. sent off for sure. Someone yeah. is hacking there, and getting sent off. There will be cards. <laughs> I uh, I think kind of Brady's point from uh, the previous pod, I think there's a huge discrepancy between the top and the bottom. Like you said, Wolves, Everton. I know Burnley and Luton didn't play this week. I'm going to give Burnley another chance. But Sheffield, like the whole bottom of the table, I think it's going to be separated from the top pretty quickly this year, unlike previous years like last year. Um, and I know we bagged on West Ham, but let's give them a little chance here. Um, see what they do before the windows close. Um, I know they started making moves. Uh, we'll see. But I think the discrepancy between the top and the bottom is going to – they're going to separate quicker this year than they do in the past. Fulham has also got awful as well. <laughs> I think they'll I think they'll get relegated. That team is a dumpster fire. Really? You think Fulham's going down, Brady? I do, yeah. Uh, let me see if I – Okay, no, I did not have them going down. I had Wolves going down, but yeah. if I could make a bet right now to see what their odds are to be relegated, I'd be interested to see what that is. Hmm. Okay, we'll have to look into that. Uh, yeah, I agree with all that. My only other point I would make, too, is Brentford. Um, four points here from two games, drew the Spurs, and then had a pretty convincing win here this weekend. So I know they're still without Ivan Tony. Um, you know, their main striker up front. Um, who Did you guys see it? he came out with an interview? today i did you yeah i saw part he, of that yeah i he basically so ivan tony is facing gambling um allegations and he's been suspended for i think it's indefinitely right like there's no set time yet um but I basically came out back in january oh was january. it january okay yeah um and you did this interview saying that it was okay for him to bet because he was betting on himself to score first essentially <laughs> that, that was like well, his argument i respect the hell out of that now He'd be able to play if that's what it was. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting now because it's hard to tell. Even the strikers, like they're always looking to score. Like they're like generally like looking out for themselves first anyway. But I wonder if there's a couple times where like he could have passed like to an open guy or an open runner, and then instead he like took the shot on or whatever. But um, I just thought that was like just that was his defense. Like, hey man, I've bet on myself, which we tell athletes to do, right? Bet on <laughs> yeah, yourself. True. That's what everybody says. Brentford's kit sponsor was a, a gambling company. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, well, I just thought that, you know, four points for them to start the year. Pretty, pretty good start for them as well. Um, yeah. Okay. So looking forward here to match week three, um, what we got coming up on um, this upcoming week. Um, honestly, a lot of these matchups aren't super enticing. 
Um, I kind of had a look chance to look through. I think the obviously most um, one I'm most looking forward to is Newcastle versus Liverpool at St. James Park, which we talked about. That's probably going to be the best matchup on Sunday. But, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a great game and kind of a good litmus test to see where Liverpool's at, where, where Newcastle is. And um, we know St. James Place is going to be rocking. Yeah, that, that's definitely the marquee game of the weekend. Uh, not as many other games that are as enticing. Um, I think it's a big week for Spurs. I know they obviously like, they don't want to have a letdown here. Um, big winning at the top six team. This is one like I know Brentford away to start the year. Like that wasn't a lock to win, and obviously Man U wasn't a lock to win even at home. But Bournemouth away, like if you want to be in the top four and you want to make you want to make Champions League, you need to win this game 100%. So let's. Interested to see if they kind of take the foot off the gas at all. But then I, I think the main game is uh, Liverpool and Newcastle. And then I don't think I'll be able to watch, which is probably good for my psyche. But, man, you just make some changes, do something different, and let's see what we can do this, this week. I don't know. But I, I think it'll be, a, it'll be a good week overall for sure. There is one other game I did want to add on to. Um, just keep your eye on uh, Chelsea versus Luton Town. Uh, I think if that's – if that's not a win for Chelsea. Like, I I shudder to think the Twitter memes that are be coming out after Back that game. Out. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you amateur amateurize the points, it's not as bad. If you take the points over nine years, it's not <laughs> yeah. as bad as you see as it seems. So, uh, Luton Town will have two weeks to prepare for this match, so they might they might come out swinging. They'll be ready. Yeah. So. For those of you who don't know, Luton Town didn't get a chance to play this past weekend because their stadium is not up to Premier League standards. Does anybody have an update or like a timetable for when Kenilworth Road is going to be um, up to par for the Premier League? Anybody know? I don't. We should make a Twitter account that is is Kenilworth Road ready for for the Premier League. <laughs> Just tweet every That's day. Good. No, <laughs> no. That's good, Brady. Yeah, we should start that. That's awesome. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, so the to your point, Brady, they're going to be fully rested. Um, and hopefully, you know, maybe they can make a point off of, off of Chelsea, see what, see what happens there, but that's just something to keep an eye on that way. Um, anything else you guys looking forward to match week three at all? Uh, kind of what Ciro said about the Tottenham Burnmouth game. That's a, this is a huge letdown game for Tottenham. I mean, they lost to Burnmouth at home or at Burnmouth last. They won on a, uh, uh, Benton Kerr goal at, in extra time or in stoppage time and Burmouth beat them at home last year. So I think Burmouth are improved from last season. So, I mean, I honestly have Burnmouth as my underdog of the week. I hope that bet doesn't hit, but I definitely would not be surprised if, if Tottenham don't win and get three points. Brady. So how much of this with this kind of like new regime, are you hoping can end some of the like Spurs doing Spurs stuff, you know, cause this is to your point, this would be a typical game where they won big last week and then they just fall off at Bourne, at Bournemouth and they lose that game. So like how much are you like paying attention to that? Or do you think like this is a true new regime, you know? Uh, I think it's a new regime. Um, I mean, a lot of new players, so it's hard to say it's like the same old, same old, um, there's just like a lot of positivity. I think it's with like starts with the manager. He's super positive and he just seems like a normal guy. He's really blunt with the media. Um, just has good vibes to him and plays a attractive style of football. So yeah, I mean, but it's also scary because it's a young team. So 
having a letdown game would make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, just going to go with the highs and lows this season, and hopefully we get better. And we just, I think, I think consistency consistency will be the key. Not having yeah. to focus on Europe will help a lot with that too. Yep. Yep. Um, and speaking of the Spurs Bournemouth game, just kind of getting our bets into next week here. Charlie, looks like your best bet you've gone for Spurs money line minus one hundred five. Is this some you know, Spurs love from you? I think it's, it's smart to bet against your heart, which is betting for mm. Spurs here. Um, I just think you know, like you said, this new regime. Are they going to keep being Spursy or not? Um, I'm going to say no, not yet. I'm hoping for some more Spurs collapse and more fun later this year, but. I don't know. I think they win. I, I don't. I saw Bournemouth again, Liverpool this weekend, and they don't look great. And I was impressed with Spurs. So I'm riding with Spurs this week. Um, just betting wise, not any any other way. But yeah, I, I got them. It's almost even money too, which is a good bet. Yeah, that's true. I did keep my eye on that. Brady, looks like you've gone for your best bet, Villa plus 105. Yeah, at Burnley. Um, choo, I just choo. think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Villa had an impressive performance this weekend. They just throttled Everton. But, yeah, I think they'll stay hot. And I just think they have too much talent. Um, Burnley, they did have a week off, so they'll be fresh and ready to go. Um, but I just I just think Villa will get, get three points. Yeah, and Charlie, sorry, I, we did skip over. The Villa train has left the station in style, my friend. They're rolling. <laughs> As we thought they would, just a week late. Um, the boys, <laughs> the boys were rolling this weekend. Um, and I just think I watched just the highlights here, but they were. Ollie Watkins hasn't scored yet, but oh my god, I'm just watching. They're throwing balls in the box left and right, crosses from Cash and Digne. Like, they're fun. They're a fun team to watch, and they'll they will score goals this year. So yeah, the train is left, and hopefully it keeps on rolling. Um, the next couple weeks. Yeah, and like Diaby looks really dynamic too. Oh, good. Like scoring goals and going forward. And uh, would you take him at Man United, C Rose? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't he take um, at this point? Who would you not take? You have unlimited funds too. Yeah, that's true. I would take, that's yeah, true. I'd take anybody, dude. Give me Endo. Give me Endo's brother. <laughs> Give me anybody, man. Someone, someone with a little heart. Yeah. Uh, that's great. But yeah, no, yep. So. Going Villa there. I'm taking Brentford minus 105 um, at home against Palace. I just really have not been impressed with Crystal Palace at all this year so far. Um, I think Brentford are on getting a little momentum now. So I went with them. Um, probably go over our totals here. I went with Burnley Villa over two and a half just on the Villa train. Still, I think that game's going to have more than two goals. So minus 124 there. Uh, C Rose went for Man U Forest under 2.5 goals. You know, not not anticipating a lot of goals coming in this game. You guys are at home against a you know bottom six side. What what's up with that? Um, we were at home against the bottom six side to start the year and got Uno. Um, I don't know. I'm not impressed. Um, if they keep the same lineup, I just, they just don't produce enough in the final third, and they won't score that many goals. If they do, it'll be one, two max. Um, so I just see this as an under. Um, unless it's in an Anthony Alanga revenge game and he just has it goes off um, against yeah. his old team, but I, I just don't, I don't see unless man, you make big changes this weekend. I don't see a lot of goals here. Yeah, um, Brady, you've gone for Paul, Palace Brentford under two and a half minus one twenty five. Not expecting a lot of goals there either. Yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, Brentford really solid defense, uh, especially at home, but also Palace have a really strong defense as well. I mean they. 
didn't give an open goal, to, haven't given up a goal from open play this season yet. So I think that continues. And Brentford really like to hit on the counter. And I don't know how much of the ball Palace wants. So it might just be like a lot of like going back and forth, not really going fast up and down the pitch. So, yeah. Brentford one Stadium, thing, not, a, not an easy place to play. Yeah. One thing I want to look at, um, I want to check out the over-unders now and seeing how much this like extended stoppage time might have an effect on it, whether it's the odds or like what's hitting or not. So far it appears to be pretty even, but I just feel like with like all this, I mean, there's essentially like six or seven extra minutes now in a game. So I'm wondering if that's going to have like play some role in um, like the odds or if the overs are hitting more often or not type of thing. So um, I'll look into that for next week, but um, underdogs, Brady, you and I have gone for Bournemouth plus two fifty. Have ye no faith? In, in uh, Tottenham, Brady, you went with Bournemouth as well. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but they're just the favorite, my favorite underdog on the board. I mean, some other underdogs, I just don't see Luton Town pulling anything off at twelve to one. Wolves on the road, I mean, God, I, I just don't see that happening either. Fulham, no way. Forest, I think Manu has a bounce back game and plays well. Palace, I, I was kind of interested in Palace, but Brentford just plays so well at home. And then West Ham, nope. And uh, Sheffield United is not beating City. You didn't like a Liverpool plus one twenty? You know, just sniff on, sniff past uh, that. Actually, what? plus one ninety five. I is it I plus one ninety five? Yeah, I think Newcastle gets a result. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, the place is going to be rocking, and I think Newcastle are just the better team right now. Um, not by much, but I, I just yeah, I think Newcastle get, gets a result, especially at home. Okay. See, Rose, you went for Palace plus two eighty. Yeah, I we talked about this before the pod. I had a I picked a team that wasn't an underdog a second ago, so that was a quick impulse pick. Um, you know, <laughs> they're they're due. They looked bad last couple of days, uh, and hopefully, as he goes off. But yeah, we'll see. Nice, nice. Okay, and just I do kind of want to go some of these parlays. I would like to commend both of you. You guys are four for four on your parlays right now, <laughs> which like that is it seems unbelievable but in each i haven't even done one yet but now i feel like since you guys are both hitting so much i feel like i might as well add one in but um c rose you might have gone for the grossest parlay i've seen in a while um (laughs) chelsea arsenal and city money line for minus 120 um putting a lot of faith in chelsea considering they've won what was it brady three games the last 21 yeah but those three games were all relegated teams, which is what Luton will be. So they're going to win this yeah, one, and then they'll be like, oh, everyone, we're fine at Chelsea. Everything's fine. And then they're going to lose to another team. So that's, that's what I Chelsea, think is going to happen. Chelsea would win the championship, that's for sure. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, okay, so, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's pretty chalky, but I do kind of like it. Uh, Brady, you've gone for Brentford, Arsenal, Brighton, Moneyline, plus 254. Yeah, yeah, I think Brighton rolls at home, and then Arsenal, they're going to pummel Fulham. I mean, they're going to win back two or three goals at least, I think. Yeah, home. Um, and then Brentford, I really like Bears pick too, just at home. Really good team. Okay, nice. Uh, you guys, mine is, I have a Merseyside draw here for you. So I have Everton Wolves drawing. Um, that game just screams like 0-0. Zero, zero. Or one to one, something really gross, and then I can see like pretty easily. I think this Liverpool Newcastle game might go similar to like the Liverpool Chelsea game. Just on the like for us, two road games against starting off with Chelsea at Chelsea and at Newcastle, like probably two of the tougher grounds in the league. So 
I would not be surprised if that's a draw either. Um, that's a nice, you get, you get some action on it. Plus one, plus 1,154. <laughs> so there's, there's some juice. There's some there juice there. Um, which I might want to check that one out. I might put a little bit of something on that. I might check that out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that concludes kind of our um, Premier League topics here um, this week. But just also wanted to touch on a couple things um, outside of soccer here. So Charlie Rose, you had a chance to um, attend a pretty special golf tournament here in Chicago on the PGA Tour. Um, walk us through kind of that experience, what that was like for you. Yeah. Um, went to the BMW Championship yesterday, final round. Um, it was in like Olympia Fields Country Club, 20 minutes, 30 minutes south of the city. Um, really cool. I used to went, I used to go to the same tournament uh, back in the day when I was like a really young kid, like nine or 10 years old. Haven't been since. So it was really fun uh, with my dad, my cousins and my aunt and uncle. But um, it's interesting. I know we talk about a lot how like, oh, we, we, we watch soccer all the time, but we can't play soccer. And it's, it's similar here where it's like these guys are unbelievable, especially when you see them in person, like they're hitting the ball in the perfect spot in their club and ripping it down there. The whole it's, it's, it's insane. It was so fun to watch them up close. Um, it's crazy that they're not they're not big guys. These guys are like five, nine, five, 10, 150 pounds hitting it over 300 yards. Like it's crazy to see them up person. You're like, oh, wow, like he's not that big at all. Like that's how is he hitting it that far? Um, but it was super fun. Uh, really hot day. But shout out to my boy, uh, Victor Hovlin. He's been my favorite guy on the on the in the uh, tour for the last since he's been on there last three four years uh she had a course record 61 yesterday um wow. seven under on his, on his back nine he birdied seven of the last nine holes um to win the tournament um i was following him out there for like three or four holes like walking with him it was it was pretty sweet uh, a lot of big crowds walking with him and rory mcelroy uh but dude it was always awesome after watching i was I said this earlier they're watching some pretty shitty football friday and saturday I was excited to, you know, not watch any games, get outside and just go to this golf tournament. It was super fun. Um, definitely recommend it if they ever come. Like, I know you guys, John Deere's in Iowa or they yeah. come up in Wisconsin. Like, it is awesome to see these guys up close. Um, but, yeah, shout out to Victor Hovland, my boy. Um, big win. And, that is uh, your boy. Tour championships this weekend, so it's the final one. But, yeah, it, it's so fun watching these guys up close. It's It's awesome. So who else did you, cause I saw you sent some video, like you saw like John Rahm sink a putt. Who else did you get a chance to follow or, or, or watch? Yeah. So, I mean, I went through the leaderboard, like I, I, all of these big names, I was, we saw Rahm, Spieth, uh, obviously Rory and Victor. And then I saw the leaders of Scheffler and Fitzpatrick. So like all the real like top 10 in the world, like pretty much everyone who was there, um, we saw, which was sweet. Um, got, got up close and personal for some drives and some putts, but yeah, it's, it's, it's so fun watching them in person. Um, Really cool experience and uh, glad I went. But yeah, um, it was a great time. You, I also saw you sent a couple of pics of. Is is your dad a Ricky Fowler fan? My my dad might be uh, the biggest Ricky Fowler fan there is. Uh, that is since awesome. His, since his early days when he used to, uh, Ricky used to have a nasty uh, mustache mullet and he'd ride dirt bikes. Uh, my dad loves Ricky Fowler, but we followed. We he fanboyed him. We followed him for a couple holes. Uh, funny video. Him like walking by us to the next hole, my dad just goes, "Nice birdie, Rick," because he, he was just so proud, like a proud father there, looking at him. Uh, it was it was a good time though; it was fun. That is awesome. Bob Rose knows how to pick them. So, Brady, man, big move for you this weekend. Um, how was it? Any horror stories? Anything? Um, anything we should take of note, or was it pretty smooth? No horror stories. It was a really smooth move. I had a lot of my family help me with the moves. Um, 
got everything, got the U-Haul Friday, got everything moved into the house Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday was just organizing, hanging stuff, uh, bed got delivered, washer and dryer got delivered today. So slowly but surely getting settled in, which is really nice. Was Sophia offering a helping hand or what was her contribution to, to the move? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> she was at Morgan's parents on Saturday when we were moving and at my, yeah. my parents on Friday afternoon. So, yeah. but yeah, Friday, Friday afternoon, we we're still moving stuff, but she was just running around being crazy, getting into stuff. Well, Godspeed, man. I know moving just sucks anytime you got to do it. So I'm glad to hear it was um, pretty smooth, at least, or at least getting everything in. And then, uh, yeah, well, let Charlie and I know um, not to invite ourselves over, but uh, we will be coming by. We'll, we'll uh, look at this. Little... We'll be there. Yeah, we'll look at yes, this. Yes, we little... need to. And so. We um, need to. But congrats on that. Um, well, that concludes our show. Boys, anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up here? You know what? Um I'm going to be in uh, North Carolina this week. Um, not, oh, that's right. I will not be watching the games this weekend. Um, that might be a good thing uh, as a Man U Leafs fan. I know we're only two weeks in, but I, I think I need this <laughs> mentally. Maybe just checking on the scores on my phone. Uh, but, no, it'll be good. I'm excited to get outside, um, get away from the screens, and just um, get, get a little one with nature. But uh should be a good week uh, of games. College football's back. The Irish are playing in, in Ireland this weekend. Notre Dame. Um, playing Navy yep. in Ireland, so um, only one more week until the rest of the games are back. But sports are slowly, slowly starting to come back. But again, Premier League is uh, full speed ahead into week three. Um, I'm pumped, and uh, yeah, it should be a good week. What is your what What are you doing on North Carolina? Uh, me and a couple pals from uh, high school, a couple York Dukes. We are uh, head- Dukes. <laughs> we are uh, headed to the Smoky Mountains. Um, got a little Airbnb out there, do some hiking, do some rafting, um, you know, a little outdoor activity stuff. But uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be there um, Tuesday through Sunday. Yeah, a little, little vacation, a little out of office. Um, it'll be fun. Are, are we going to be able to reach you at all? Or are you going to be like completely off the grid? Um, I would say during the day, I will probably not have service. But at night, um, I'm going to be, there's a nice little hot tub with the view of the mountains at this place. So I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be able to check his scores at night. Um, and uh, get, receive the text that Bournemouth beat Spurs in the 96th minute, one to zero. Um, but no, it'll be it'll be good. Um, excited for it. It'll be a nice nice needed uh, trip away. Yeah, well, that's awesome, man. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, looking forward to catching up on this uh, next week, hearing about your trip and everything. Um, and you yeah, obviously covering uh, the Premier League match week three. So, um, folks, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys um, checking out our podcast. We will be back here next week. Thanks for listening.